0: W-A-I-F Cincinnati. Yes, I know you've heard it before, and you'll probably hear it again. Glad to have you tuned in. Thanks for listening. I'm Ed Clayton. Coming up next over most of these stations, it's the Late Late Show. And you know, brain cells die. Skin cells die. Even hair cells die. But Fat cells must have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior because they seem to have eternal life. (laughs) Roll them, Charlie.
1: If you're on a highway and road, runner goes beep beep. Just step aside, or you might end up
2: in a
3: heap. Road runner, road runner runs on the road all day
2: meet me even the coyote can't make him change his ways
4: Roadrunner,
2: road
4: runner meet me the coyote's after you road runner
1: meet me if he catches you you're
4: through
2: road runner
1: meet me the coyote's after you road runner me if he catches you you're through <laughs> that is really a crazy clown
5: meep, meep.
1: When will he learn that he never can mow him down? <laughs> Poor little roadrunner never bothers anyone. <laughs> Just running down the roads is his idea of having fun. Do Doo-doo-doo. do do Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. do 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 do
6: as a cow and a human being deserve
7: to be. Really naked, 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 <laughs> naked, really naked. <laughs> because the man was a schmuck.
8: Naked, 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 really, really, really.
9: I don't do this with every audience. You need a certain sense of humour for this. Um, yeah, warped. <laughs>
10: WAIF
11: is not affiliated in any way with WAIF FM.
12: WAIF? WJVS FM, that's what I said. Wasn't it?
8: (laughs) Naked, 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 really naked. Bruce, hello, Bruce. Hello, Bruce. How, How are you, Bruce? Bruce? Good evening, Bruce. Hello,
3: Bruce. Good evening, ladies and Bruces. Want
4: to dance? Uh, will you do me a favor? You see me working on the house next week and around the yard and uh, helping out with groceries and the ship. Will you do me a favor? Kill me. Kill me. Shoot me in the head, run me over with a car, whatever it takes. I live in hell! I
8: live in hell! Oh! Ah! Naked, 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 really naked. Naked, 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 really, really, really.
1: Pilot of the Airways, here is my request. You don't have to play it, but I hope you'll do your best. I've been listening to you show on the radio and you seem like a friend to me. the act-
10: Shreve, and if you're a late-night comedy buff like myself, you have found just the right place to be. Welcome to The Late Late Show. It's a radio program that pushes the limit of good taste over the edge and, of course, right out the window. And as your host, a man whose personality has been patented as a form of birth control, a man who last used his library card to de-seed something, Ed Clayton. A notice of caution, Due to the nature of the aforementioned programmers, absolutely no one but the severely deranged should attend. However, all rules of order shall be observed until 5 a.m., so please do not try these jokes at home as they are performed by seasoned professionals who know how to dodge vegetables. And remember, friends, no flash prisoners will be taken during this performance. And now for your listening irritation, The Late Late Show... In mono, where available. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Bob. Yes, friends. Either intentionally or on purpose, you've stumbled upon to The Late Late Show. I'm Ed Clayton. So good to have you tuned in. And we have concluded our spring memberthon. I would like to thank everybody who pledged and donated. And uh, you guys are awesome. Truly appreciate that. And uh, now it's just a matter of reminding you to, you know, fulfill your contractual obligation. But uh, before that, friends, I need to tell you that WAIF as a community radio station serves only to open its airwaves to responsible divergent points of view, and that the opinions expressed during this program do not reflect the views of WAIF, its staff, strep, fungus, or ever-beloved and highly esteemed Board of Trustees. God bless you and the horses you rode in on fabulous work you're doing. The opinions expressed are mine and mine alone, but they are gaining ground. Also, friends, this program, The Late Late Show, if performed correctly, may contain material that could be considered offensive or unsuitable for some listeners. And if you are easily offended, you probably will be offended. And if you are not easily offended, you're probably going to still be offended at some point. So, you got that to look forward to. However, if you'd rather not subject your senses to such an assault, you can always turn the radio off, tune to a different station, and return to the wonderful world of WAIF at 5 a.m. when the good pastor and sister Walker shall be along to present Open Your Bible. All right, friends, numbers to call here at the station. Area code 513 961 8900. You can also waltz on over to the website www.waferadio.org. And this program is recorded, uploaded, and archived on redcircle.com. Look under shows. And you want to search for LLSEC, which is Late Late Show, Ed Clayton. Alrighty then, having said that, I believe we should pretty much just jump right on into the thick of things, friends, uh, because you never know, that's just it, you never know.
13: I was cruising around town in my new two-ton, three-fifty, four-wheel drive diesel Dooley when the news came on the radio. The president was sending another twenty thousand troops to Iraq. It looked like there was no end in sight. So I turned this baby around and pointed this Dodge to Canada. The new Dodge draft. It'll get you to the Canadian border in just two days flat, from just about anywhere. Tonight, on Bugs. Sir, how long have you been loitering here? like 10 or 15 minutes. Okay, boys, kill them. Trigger happy cops. Do you have a permit for that lemonade stand? Um. Okay, kill them. Trigger happy cops. If it's violent, you know it.
14: Over there, son! It's a full fledged liberal!
15: Out the Oh, let me get this one, Dad. All right, (laughs) Teddy.
14: Yes, hunting the wild, raving liberal is just one of the swell things you can do at George Bush Gardens. George Bush Gardens. You want rides? Well, George Bush Gardens has them. There's the Pirates of HUD over in Scandal Land. The Civil Rights Carousel. We've got that one running backwards. And... Oh, here comes my favorite, Bush Mountain, the world's only flat roller coaster. Oh, there's Danny the Clown. (laughs) I'm the vice president, you know. (laughs) What a bozo. So visit George Bush Gardens. Come wrapped in an American flag and get in for half price. George Bush Gardens, every day. Gardens where every day seems like four years off Interstate 95 in Kennebunkport. Hey, what's you eating? Cowboy Dick.
2: Hey,
16: Buckaroos, there's nothing like a little cowboy dick ice cream.
6: I want something. I've got a craving. Yeah,
16: well, how about some cowboy dick? Sure. All the cowgirls love my cowboy dick. And I should know, because I'm cowboy dick.
3: I like my cowboy dick with some nuts.
16: No problem, partner. Introducing Cowboy Dick. With nuts so big you can hardly wrap your lips around them.
3: My youngins love Cowboy Dick.
16: Ma'am, fill your posse with my Cowboy Dick.
3: Oh, Cowboy Dick.
16: Here, try it. How is it?
3: I can't talk. My mouth is full of Cowboy Dick. She's smiling. She's smiling.
16: Fill your mouth with my cowboy dick.
17: Available in your grocer's freezer. Ooh,
16: once you've had your first cowboy dick, you won't ever go back.
18: Hey, good people. Can I call you people? Joy Gridnick here. You know, I never miss Ed Clayton. I never listen, so I never miss it.
19: You are so much less attractive
9: when I'm sober.
19: He don't know whether to
20: scratch his watch or wind his butt.
9: Telephone bell. I'm fine every time something like this comes up, it's always me, always me. I've got to be the one that answers the phone. Hello? Hello? Long distance? Yeah, this is me. Who's this? What? What do you mean, am I a Christian? I don't know. Who's a calling? It. 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 it, it, it. Did you did 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 you did you say he- heaven? What, 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 <laughs> well, uh, but, uh, hello, Lord. Uh, uh, but, uh, sir, I've I've been a Christian a long time. Yes, sir, I sure have. I, and, and, and after all, and, 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 sir, you you hadn't heard from me in quite a while, so you just thought you'd better go ahead and call, huh? Well, well, Lord, I, I tell you, it was just last. Just last night, this same time, last night, I was planning on talking to you. Yeah, sir, what, I, 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 I was laying there watching that, that old uh, old television, old Johnny Carson, you know, he was on the TV. I said to my wife, I said, hon, you know, as soon as old Johnny gets off the television, we are to get on our knees and talk with the Lord. That, that's what we said. And, and I wish to goodness we'd have gone ahead and done it, but we didn't. And, and, but I tell you, Lord, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start doing better. I sure am. I'm going to say my prayers tonight, uh, whether I need to or not. Yes, sir. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I go to church. Yes, sir. Every Sunday, I'm a faithful church member. Yes, sir. Sir. Did I go last Sunday? Yes, sir. I went last Sunday. I sure did. I went for morning preaching. Wonderful service. (laughs) Sir. What what, did the preacher preach on? well uh, you you know how the preacher is, don't you uh he preached on the platform <laughs> sir oh, oh, oh well well yeah uh, i understand yeah 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 he 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 talks mostly about the bible you know it uh, uh, sir the subject oh uh well, well, well lord uh, He referred to, and he took, he talked about, told uh, 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 Matthew, No, you know, uh, no, no, I don't believe it was Matthew, Lord, I I believe it was Mark, (laughs) no, I don't, I think it was Jude, no, that was a couple of months ago, let's see now, and and, and I remember, sir, Sunday night, no, no, Lord, I didn't make it Sunday night, Lord, I, I, sir. A bonanza. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, sir. Well, well, sir, you know, Lord, I would have gone. You know, I was planning on going. But I got to sitting around on Sunday afternoon to thinking, you know, and I said to myself, I said, you know, the next day's Monday, and, 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 sir, yes, sir, it's been that way a long time, I reckon. But, but, but you know, I got to thinking I need my rest, you know, and, and it's a cotton-picking hard anymore, Lord, to, to, to go to church on, on Sunday all day and, and, and Sunday night and, and then have to get up the next morning and, and and hit the ball and, and, and stuff like that, and, 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 it's, and, 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 sir, Sunday before last. Well, Lord, you know, uh, you just kind of picked on a couple of badings here, you know, and, and, and you're asking about the wrong ones, but, uh, you know, I work so hard all the week, you know, and last Sunday before last was such a pretty day and, all, and everything, and, 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 and I didn't go to church, Lord. No, I tell you, I went out and I, sir, Oh, you know where I went, huh? I, I, yes, sir. I, I, I caught two bass and four crappie. Yes, sir. What time did I get home that night? From fishing, you mean? Well, um, Lord, it was about 10.30 that night, uh, uh, sir. Yes, sir, it's probably a lot later than Ben Fight I gone on to church, Lord, but you see, fishing's different. <laughs> It ain't different. <laughs> well, I couldn't have gone to church no way. My wife was a homesick, and somebody would have had to stay with her, Lord. Sir? Lord? Oh, yes, sir, Lord, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes, sir, Lord. I'm a good steward. Yes, sir, I sure am. You, you talk about stewards and all, you you, you mean tithing and, and, and giving to the church and and all? Yes, sir, yes, sir. I give to the church. I sure do. I give to the church every Sunday. <laughs> sir? <laughs> hey, yes, sir, every Sunday that I go. <laughs> oh, yes. We're growing in the church. We're growing by leaps and bounds. It's just growing like crazy. And, and well, you know what? I'm a-growing with them. I gave fifty-eight dollars to the church last year.
3: I sure did, and after
9: all, sir... Well, what do you mean you don't think I understand what stewardship means too good? Sir, ten percent of everything that owned belongs to you... Well, yes, sir, Lord. I I know about that, but I tell you right now, you just kind of called it a bad time, you know. You just you just picked a bad time. We're well, we're in a recession down here, you know, and the things done turn into a depression for me, and, and I just can't give any more, Lord, than that right now. And 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 and, 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 and sir, 10%. Well, I um, I gave that f- 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 that money you see last year, and after all, that's a little over a dollar a week, you know. Sir, how much did I make? You're talking about money still? <laughs> well, it, it was a little over $10,000. That don't tally out too good, does it, Lord? <laughs> well, now, now, now Lord, I, I, I know that, but you know, I, 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 as I told you before, I, 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 and as soon as I get my b- b- motor paid for yeah, I just got the thing, you know. Do it, 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 you know my wife? I thought you might. You know, Lord, she can just walk across the floor and fall on something. You know, and she did that other that, that broke her lower plate. Lord, there's things to fix on top of things around here, and we'll never see daylight again. But if I do, I'll start giving my tithe. I, I, I sure will. <laughs> sir, hey, yes, ten percent. Yeah, Lord, but 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 if I don't if I don't pay off this boat and this motor, you know they'll come and get it, and then I won't have one. Yeah, sir. You you think if I don't start paying my tithe, I ain't gonna need no boat and motor down there? <laughs> yes, sir. Is it clear enough? Completely clear. It, it sure was, sir. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. I sure do. I'm so glad you asked that. I take an active part in everything everything that goes on in the church Lord I, I, I'm, I'm right in the middle uh, well you know why every time somebody comes by here uh, telling me there's things going on in the church that shouldn't be well I'm the first one to jump all over our preacher I tell him just exactly what I think I sure do I take an active part, Lord in, in, in everything <laughs> sir that ain't the, that ain't the way you do it huh <laughs> yeah, no no Lord right, I tell you that's just the way most of them do it Sir, oh, this is a person-to-person call just to me, huh? Uh, 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 yes, sir. I'm, i will do better. N- Lord, no no no, 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 I tell you, Lord, I, I, I wish, I I, 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 tell you how I feel about that. You know, I, you know, um, uh, I figured going to Sunday school is just for the kids. You know, I just don't see much a need for us grown, grown folks going on to Sunday school. So, I, so I don't do that, Lord. I, I just love to stay home and watch the television ministry. I, I, just, I just love that Kathleen Kingsman, you know, and, and, and Ora Rogers done to college, and I mean, I'm simply crazy over Tex Humboldt down after He just won. But I think, Lord, as soon as they're all off, I, I mosey on over to to a I sure do. I, I like to go to morning worship. I sure do, <laughs> sir. Around my kids? Implants, you mean? Well, yes, sir. I'm a good Christian in front. Lord, never do we do anything in this your house or or say anything that'd be wrong in front of our children. No, sir, not a word. I don't believe in it. Uh, 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 Sir? What did I say when I got my thumb caught in the linen closet? Uh, uh, you, You heard about that. Well, uh. I was a standing there, Lord, you know, and, and all of a sudden, and this your this, this door come out from nowhere, and, 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 I, and my thumb was in the way, and, and it hurts so bad, and, and, and it was awful, and, and, I, and I said, Well, <laughs> well, Lord, never mind what I said, but, sir, the praise. Yes, sir, I give the praise. Yes, sir, I sure do. I was a reading the Bible the other day. I picked it up and, and it said in Thessalonians to give the Lord the praise. It sure did, and, 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 but I tell you, Lord, um, it was just a little hard to find a place to give the praise when I got my thumb caught in the door. Uh,
2: yes.
9: Sir? No, sir. No, sir. I don't believe in it. No, sir. We don't gossip at all not a word, I think it's awful. Lord, I tell you, the things we say about our neighbors is all true. Yes, sir, every word. That's right. That's right. And and when we tell them, we tell them, you know, that's to go no farther. You know, we don't want them uh, running around the neighborhood uh, talking about our neighbors. Lord, even if I ain't no good. (laughs) Just just, just between us, you know, just to go no further. Don't tell nobody else. (laughs) You you already heard about that, too. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I sure do. I love that preacher. He's a wonderful man. That's the preachingest dude I've ever seen. I I, I, I love him. I sure do, it, sir. If he's such a wonderful preacher, what, then why don't I start doing more of what he says? <laughs> well, Lord, I, I thought I did pretty much all he says already. Sir? Uh, if I'm doing all he says, he must not say a whole lot, huh? <laughs> Well, Lord, maybe you should have called him instead of me. <laughs> oh, well, that was just a thought anyway, Lord. Sir? Yes, sir? Now, I know that, Lord. Now, I, I know that. You're right. You sure are. This is one of the very few countries that we've got, Lord, that we can worship you without uh, violating those man-made laws. Yes, sir? And, and, and I... Sir? Yes, sir? I realize you must love us dearly and giving. you for us and all and i do appreciate it i i I sure do this this phone calls meant a lot to me sir oh you gotta go now well now lord i tell you i appreciate you calling but and and, and since you reminded me and all i'm gonna start doing better i I think i need to sir you think i need to too huh well i am i'm I'm gonna rededicate my life right now lord I show him, I'm going to quit talking about my old neighbors, Lord, uh, even think no good. And I'm going to start tithing my tithes, my 10% and, and paying my debts, Lord. And, I, yes, sir, I'm going to go to church on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, yeah, and morning and morning worship preaching. Every time, Lord, they have church, Lord, I'm going to be there and take an active part, uh, yes, of the right kind. And I ain't taking nobody's word no more for what's going on in the church that shouldn't be. I'm going to be there, Lord, and... And find out what's going on for myself. Yes, sir. I, I sure, sir. Yes, sir. And, and pray for others just like they've been praying for me. Yes, sir, Lord. And now, now, Lord, now you know how dependable that I am. Yes, sir. And you can depend on me for doing that. <laughs> oh, okay, Lord. And, and I, thank you, I thank you so much for calling here. Uh, uh, goodbye now, sir. Goodness alive, I never... Uh, 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 hello? Uh, hello? Uh, who's this? <laughs> well, this, this this the operator. Hon, uh, you're just who I wanted to talk to. Um, you, you know, I just got this chair uh, telephone call on this line. I, I want you to check on your papers there, uh, hon, and, 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 and look for me for something. And I want you to see if this was a correct call. <laughs> I'll hold up. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> well, I uh, thank you so much for looking. A- and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Okay, Uh, you have a good day, okay? Uh, Goodbye now. Well, I've heard about the book before, but I sure didn't know he put all that stuff in it. What's that, dear? Uh, Who was it on the telephone? Uh, never mind, you wouldn't believe me if I told you who it was. Never mind, I- I'm not even sure you know the fella. But-, but i tell you one thing, the next time the phone rings, you can answer it for, you needed that a whole lot worse than what I did. <laughs> what? Uh, was it the wrong number? No, it wasn't the wrong number. Believe me, the man had my number. Uh, uh, in fact, I think he's probably got a lot of people's number.
21: Uh, Hey, Charlie, would you bring me a a new case of beer up here, will you? Hey, how you doing, Smitty? Oh, fine, fine. Seen Joey? Who wants to know? Me, Danny. Danny Quinn. Quinn? What the hell happened to you? You look awful. (laughs) Well, thanks a lot, Smitty. Geez, the last I heard of you, you married a bimbo and joined some fakakta religion uh, where you couldn't drink booze. Now that was in the past Give me a beer Will you Now that's the Danny I remember What brings you back Into the neighborhood I told you I'm looking for Joey And I wanted to check up On the old gang There's a lot of memories Here for me In this dump Yeah We had great times In this bar Sure sure So what's going on With you Danny I'll tell you What's going on with me My old lady Of 15 years Runs away With my business partner Takes all the money Your business partner? Yeah. He did. He did. That's cold. So was she. Well, you live and (laughs) learn. Ain't it the truth, eh? huh? It could have been worse, Danny. How's that? Could have happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, huh? Just kidding. You know, trying to lighten things up. Oh, yeah. I guess next you'll be telling me to look at the bright side, huh? Hey, you're better off than Henry the Hawk. What happened to the Hawk? The guy went into the hospital to get a nose job and died. He didn't? He did. What was it, an infection? A lousy doctor? Why? Ah, somebody put a plastic bag over his head and dropped him down a laundry chute.
7: (laughs) The hawk was a great
4: guy.
21: The hawk flew. (laughs) A hundred feet straight down. He was a good friend. We used to play ball together. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize you two were so close. He was murdered. Yeah, 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 murdered. Cops couldn't figure out who did it. Too bad. Yeah, he had a sweet wife, too. Great body, whoa. <laughs> she took it real hard. Who'd have thought? Yep, life's crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy life. <laughs> you know what his wife said at the funeral? That no, was that? She said if she could have Henry to hawk back, she'd gladly return the million dollars to the insurance company. <laughs> she didn't. She did. Is that sweet or what? Salt of the earth.
2: <laughs>
21: a million dollars, huh? Yeah. I'd like to meet her. <laughs> too late, she moved to Paris. She marries some guy who owns a plastic bag factory.
2: Hey, I can understand
21: that. The memories around here are probably too much for... Ain't that the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how things work out, huh? Hey, you know who was at the Hawks' funeral? Who's that? Terry O'Brien. The priest? Was a priest. He quit? Had to. How come? He married <laughs> Sister Cornelia. He didn't? He did. He wouldn't. Come on. He wouldn't. He did. Did he? Yeah, they're living <laughs> in a big house over there on Shepherd Street with their eight kids. <laughs> eight kids? Yeah. He didn't. He did. <laughs> eight kids? He must have.
2: Hey,
21: What do you expect from a good Catholic Family, eh? Who'd have thought, huh? Yeah, it's funny how things work out, huh? Yeah. What about Bobby Howard? Oh, Bobby's been in the aluminum business for years. Manufacturing? No, recycling. <laughs> Half a cent a can. What does he have, a big truck? No, a little bag. <laughs> he walks the highway.
2: <laughs> hey,
14: what
21: about Pete Shaw? Pete Shaw, oh, sad story. Why is that? You didn't hear about him in the UFO? UF? No. Well, one night after leaving here. He claims he's abducted and taken aboard a spaceship. Oh, come on, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says he's forced to impregnate all the female <laughs> occupants. <laughs> You're kidding. No. Does he have any proof or anything? Well, he had a hell of a hickey right here on his neck. <laughs> oh, anybody could have given him a hickey. Well, that's what I told him, and that's when he drops his pants.
15: He didn't. He did. He did?
21: And right there on his buns is a tattoo of the night sky.
15: i don't believe this it's
21: true and right in the center of the night sky is a red arrow yeah yeah he claims that's where they come from (laughs) (laughs) well you know he hasn't been right since that head-on collision Hey, Smitty, Smitty, it's been good to see you. Yeah, you too, Danny. I gotta take off, now. Yeah, yeah, don't don't be a stranger now, you hear? Thanks for the update on the old crowd. You made my day. Hey, what a bartender's boy, huh? Hey, and look, if you run across Joey... Yeah, yeah. You tell him he's no longer my business partner. You're kidding. Joey stole your money and ran off with your wife? Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> he did. Oh, uh, no, 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 not Joe. He wouldn't. Come on. He
22: wouldn't. He did. Did he? Yeah. Jeez, funny
21: <laughs> how <laughs> things work out. <laughs>
0: Landry and Biner, Smitties. Before that, Jerry Jordan with the phone call from God. Oh, friends, so good to have you tuned in to The Late Late Show. I'm Ed Clayton. Welcome aboard. And we probably, well, we haven't done this in a while, time for pubic cervix announcements. I'll rip these guys off of the handy dandy bathroom Type dispenser roll as we enjoy the world's worst opera singer, Florence Foster Jenkins. Friends, working smoke detectors can alert you to a fire in your home in time to escape harm, even if you're sleeping. Install smoke detectors on every level of your home including the basement and outside of each sleeping area. If you sleep with the door closed, install one inside the area as well. Test your detectors every month and remember to replace the batteries at least once a year. Replace detectors that are more than 10 years old. And according to a study conducted by the U.S. Department of Transportation, lapses in driver attention have been identified as a significant contributing factor in as many as 90% of traffic crashes. Common causes of distraction include daydreaming, fatigue, children in the car, adjusting the radio, using a cell phone, reading maps, applying makeup, or shaving stay safe pay attention a message from the Ohio Department of Public Safety and want to get wacky on wave then tune in to the novelty records radio show every Friday night slash Sunday morning 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. join your host the rock and roll doctor Friday evenings beginning at 11 as he plays the very best in comedy, novelty, and dementia music. It's a show of fun music and laughter exclusively on 88.3 WAIF Cincinnati. For more information about the show, check out the website at www.myspace.com slash All right, friends, uh, numbers to call here at the station, area code 513-961-8900. And as always, you can visit the website www.waferadio.org. Again, thanks everybody who has pledged during the uh, previous memberthon. Means a lot to us here. You guys are great. Thank you so much. And uh, just make sure you follow through on it. Cut the check. Friends, much more to come. Stay tuned. I'm just catching my second breath.
23: Y'all be going on vacation? See, the thing is, if you about to be up off this bitch, check it. Peep Delta. We be flying all over this bitch. Let me ask you something. You fin to raise up and get your travel on, from the interior to the exterior. You got to get your posterior in one of these big ass planes, dog. You lay in the cut straight, sitting on your ass and getting your drink on and your snack on while we floss and fly this mofo all over this bitch. East coast, west coast, it don't matter. Nia, we'll get you to your hoe and back lickety split. No. no. Then you be back at your crib chilling with a flat spliff, thinking we was some crazy-ass angel. Hell, these fat, round, thick-ass vessels run up in the sky so deep, it'd be crying. Yeah, you thought it was rain. So bring a towel, because at Delta, it's laid out like that. Call one of these fly-ass Delta coochies, and make all them punk-ass co-workers of yours catch the vapors as you be off and about. You going? We fly, you dare. You been? We done already flew up in there. We got you covered like a Jimmy hat. At Delta, we loves us some flying. And it be shown like a motherfucker.
20: Every woman is looking for a fragrance that is her own unique
23: scent. Coupe le fromage.
20: I know. I am designer Geoffrey Beans. And I have a new fragrance so overwhelming it practically announces itself. Coupe le fromage. Yes, coupe le fromage, the silent But deadly scent that turns a crowded room into a quiet place for you and you alone. Coupe le fromage. It surrounds you with your own smell, as pungent as opium, as lethal as poison. Coupe le fromage. The aroma that says, "Anybody got a match?" Coupe le fromage. Just look for the bottle shaped like a finger. And give it a pull. Yes, she who smelt it dealt it Coupe le fromage In English Cut the cheese For her, coupe le fromage And for the outdoor man, windbreaker Ah Wear it and be alone
4: You're getting hitched and your bride's only 12 You need to stay in a special hotel She's baby, So make it date Dial 1 Great eight balls of fire! Well, uh, hey, this is the old killer herself Jerry Lee Lewis, with a word for you newlywed. Believe me, I know how tough it is when you marry a 13-year-old. But it's even tougher deciding where to go on your honeymoon. I mean, you like the Bahamas, and she wants to
15: ride a pony!
4: Whoa, that's opened up the Great Balls of Fire Honeymoon Hotel. Every room has a lollipopsy bathtub and we provide complimentary champagne
15: and chocolate
8: milk. Just listen to 52-year-old Rolling Stone, Bill Wyman, and his teenage bride. It's great.
15: Yeah, and the waiters even cut up
24: my steak, too. Ah, so come on, cousins, and check in to Jerry Lee's Great Balls of Fire Honeymoon Hotel. Of like can they say, when in Rome... Doolak like Roman Polanski! Baby!
14: Look up, America, to the new airline that's telling the truth.
5: We stuff you in a tiny seat, we lose your luggage too. Our planes run late, our food you hate, but we won't lie to you. We're Honesty!
14: Other airlines will tell you the skies are friendly and you're somebody special in the air. (laughs) Come on, at Honesty Airlines, we know that you know better. So,
7: we're just telling it like it is. With mergers up and airfares down, we're flying in Red Ink. Our flight attendants hate their jobs, our
14: pilots like to drink. So, next time you have to fly, try Honesty Airlines. (laughs) We'll get you there. Eventually, the
1: honesty airlines. we never land on time.
15: Some
14: restrictions apply.
17: Now, Mega Giant Global MicroComnet Corporation brings you This Week in Internet History. Brought to you by Scam.com, the best
23: and easiest place to embezzle online. Now for our host, Walter Windshield.
17: Hello.
24: I- and Walter Windshield, and welcome to This Week in Internet History. It was five and one half years ago today when the very first email chain letter was started. It all began when Mrs. Mary Spangler of Peoria, Illinois, sat alone at her computer and composed an erroneous email describing her hideous battle against planter's warts. She begged people to forward her chain letter to everyone they knew, claiming that magic wart gods would cure her disgusting disease, and the sender would also be protected from getting planter's warts themselves now five and one half years later mary's email chain letter has come back to haunt her she has been forwarded her own original letter over 14 billion times and has been the recipient of over 22 billion spam mails consequently mary hung herself with her own mouse cable and she did not even suffer from planter's warts i am walter windshield for this week in internet history
10: Good morning, Cincinnati. Bob Shreve here, and i just like to say that the Late Late Show is the most despicable program I've ever heard in my life, and I never miss it. I never listen to it, and I never miss it. So roll em, Charlie. I think he's the Antichrist.
17: I love this guy. Yesterday, when we spoke, you
11: said you'd do anything, anything I asked you
21: to do.
2: Yesterday,
12: when we spoke, you promised me love and affection And honey, I'm long overdue
16: But when I see you, baby, I know things aren't looking right There's something about you that says, no, not tonight But when I'm all backed up, oh, can you leave me this way? You gotta do me a favor, and
8: Use your hand, use your hand
15: on me
16: Use your hand, use your hand, use your hand on me Now sitting here
25: side by side In the back seat
16: Choking up the sea Can't you see my balls are blue My face red as a beast When well, I'm all back up, Can you leave me this way you got to do me a
15: favor If this is what I say Use your hand Come
2: on! Use your hand
15: Use your hand Use your hand Use your hand, use your hand, use your hand.
8: I'm the big load, just bend over and smile as I-
5: Cause you took too many. I'm plugging my nose cause it sure smells funny. I love uh, crack Well, we went to the back And she started to squeal Just a funky old crack And I'm buried to my side Splatter on the mattress.
6: 62 Buick, another bumper, and a new washing machine.
17: Boy, it's a beautiful day outside. I think I'm going to start mowing the lawn.
0: Hey, how you doing, Dave? Okay, Hank, what's going on? I'm looking for my dog, Rover. Our dog got out, and I can't find him anywhere. You haven't seen him, have you? No.
26: I do, I'll let you know. Okay, sure, appreciate it. We'll see you later, Dave. See
0: you
3: later, Hank. Oh,
6: well,
26: there's that rover now.
6: Rover, oh, get out of here.
26: You can't come right to our line. Get out of here. Rover, get out of here. I'm looking over
2: my dead dog,
27: Rover. With the power more. One leg is missing, the other is gone. The third leg is scattered all over the lawn. No need explaining, the one leg remaining is spinning on the cardboard floor. power more. My dog's not eating, he no longer barks. He hit the propeller and turns into sparks. No need explaining, there's no dog remaining, he's part of the grass you see. I'm looking over my dead dog rover, who I sent to eternity.
0: Tina Navratilova, comedy from Bob Rivers Comedy Corporation, also media killed the royalty star, I'm looking over my dead dog Rover. I fought the lawn and the lawn won, hemorrhoids, fudge pack, Californians leaving all Bob Rivers, Red Peters use your hand, began the last set. My friends, glad to have you tuned in to The Late Late Show. I'm Ed Clayton. You're in tune with what radio was meant to be. This is WAIF Cincinnati. And once again, portions of this program may be considered offensive or unsuitable for some listeners. If you are offended by such programming, (laughs) you're welcome. But if you'd rather not partake, you can always turn the radio off, tune to a different station, and return to the wonderful world of WAIF at 5 a.m. <laughs> when the good pastor and sister Walker will be along to present Open Your Bible. Uh, again, friends, the website, check it out, www.waferadio.org. Or you can always call up. Area code 513-961-8900. Stick around, friends. We're just shifting into second gear.
28: to live in Cape Canaveral. (laughs) All he needs is a launching pad. going to spend another night suffering through this kind of torture. I'm growing old before my time. What
2: time is it? <laughs> Don't be so funny,
28: John Vickerson.
8: I'm not being funny, Blanche. I'm sleepy.
28: Look at me. I've got crow's feet around my eyes, my forehead's all wrinkled and my chin is sagging. I'm beginning to look like an old witch. It's true, isn't it? I say that. Why not, John? I'll be awake for the rest of the night. <laughs> It is true. You think I look like an old witch. I didn't
8: say that. But
28: you think it of me. I don't think anything of
8: you. <laughs> you don't think
28: anything of me is right. You don't even know I exist. Well, that's what's the matter
8: with you. Why don't you let me sleep? You know, I have to catch a plane at seven in the morning.
28: Then why did you come home
8: so late? I told you 50 times my car broke down and I had to push it A likely story. Branch, right, what do you want me to say?
28: If your car broke down, why didn't you call
8: me? I didn't have a dime.
28: You did, too. I gave you a quarter this morning. <laughs> Who'd you take to dinner tonight?
8: The whole chorus from the Cobra Cabana. <laughs> That's me, boy, Don Jim <laughs> Don't You let me sleep, Lance.
28: But you never even thought of calling me. I sat here at one o'clock in the morning, worrying myself into a stew. What'd you eat? Stew.
8: (laughs)
2: Put
8: out the lights, Blanche.
28: You sure have the answers, don't you, John? Answers,
8: questions. All I want to do is close my eyes for a couple of hours before I take off. Sure, get up
28: and run away. Fly all over the country. You don't care about me. I'm only going overnight. I'll be back on Sunday. If you cared for me, you wouldn't leave me. I'm not leaving
8: you. I have to fly to Las Vegas on business, and I'll be gone for about 24 hours. Well,
28: why can't you take me with you?
8: Because you don't take a ham sandwich to a banquet.
28: (laughs) What do you mean by that?
8: I don't know. I just wish you'd put out the lights and let me sleep.
28: Tell the truth. Aren't you sorry you married me just a little bit? I'm not
8: sorry just a little bit. Not sorry at all. You love me still? I don't know. I never saw you that way. <laughs> there you go again.
28: It's been like this for the whole 8 years of our marriage.
2: Oh,
8: brother.
28: At night you won't talk because you're too sleepy. In the morning you swallow your coffee, kick the cat and go to work. You never want to talk. Not to me anyway. I mean a real conversation,
8: John. Mm. Do you know
28: you haven't actually spoken to me for 3 months? I know it. Why is that, John?
8: I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs>
28: And you say I start everything. Can't you say something nice to me once in a while? Must you always dig at me? Blanche, it's three o'clock in the morning. I don't care. I try to be sweet and you won't even be civil. Why did you marry me if you can't stand the sight of me? I
8: can stand the sight of you. But you don't love me. Yes, I do. You don't, you don't, you don't. I tell you, I do. Then why don't you say it? I said until I'm blue in the face. i play the records in seven different languages. I've got your face embroidered on my own.
28: I get fainting spells all the time and the doctor doesn't know what it is. I know I'll never recover.
8: Oh, don't be silly. You'll recover. You've got a healthy constitution. I have not. You had two. You had the only you had the flu you got well. You had the when you got, well. you, had when you, got well. you made 60 diseases and you always got well.
28: It's a good thing we don't have any children. I can just imagine what kind of a life a poor little child would have in this house. To have a father who constantly raves and rants, selfish and thoughtless, a man who can't bear the sight of his own child. What are you talking about? Me sick and dead, and the poor little infant crying in the crib, (laughs) crying his heart out for a
2: little
28: attention. Why don't you feed the baby, John?
8: Do you want me to lose my job? I don't care if you do. Blanche, I beg you, don't make me miss that plane.
28: Why do you have to go? Why doesn't your boss take the plane? My boss is an
8: old man and he's confined to a wheelchair. He's a sexagenarian.
28: Imagine, at his age, too. (laughs) Why do you work for such horrible people, John? There's nothing wrong
8: with my boss.
28: Well, I won't sleep a wink all the time. You're away. You going on a safe airplane?
8: There's no danger. Just go to sleep and don't worry.
28: Well, get me my sleeping pills from the bathroom.
8: Sleeping pills? <laughs> Why don't you take your phone you go to bed? It's almost time to get them. Oh, hurry up and get them before I fall asleep. Who stole my slipper?
28: I packed it away in your satchel. Have you got the key?
8: It hasn't got a lock. I'll have to cut the string. <laughs>
28: You said it was a safe plane.
8: It is safe.
28: Then why are you taking that parachute? What the
8: parachute? These are the shorts you gave me
28: to prison. Don't wrinkle them like that. Can't you find your slipper? I got it.
8: One slipper. The only man in the world with one slipper. Oh, no, stop complaining. How can a man check into a hotel with one slipper?
28: Lots of men have checked into hotels with worse things. Give <laughs> me my sleeping pill.
8: I can't find any sleeping pills.
28: They're on the top shelf in the green bottle
8: Are these the sleeping pills? Sure they are <laughs> I would take them three a day I thought they were vitamin capsules. <laughs> <laughs> I the <laughs> Put out the lights
28: Wait a minute, how do you expect me to take a pill? Hmm? Get me a glass of water, John <laughs> yes. Don't disturb the canary Okay, okay John, hmm. this water tastes funny. Did you let it run? No. Why not?
8: There's a cat sleeping in the sink, and I didn't want to disturb it.
28: But well, where did you get the
8: water? I dipped it out of the goldfish, bowl. John, <laughs> it of the goldfish bowl. Oh, don't get Hysterical. Water's all right. I took it out of the icebox. Put out the lights and let me sleep.
28: I'd have been asleep hours ago if it wasn't for your snoring. Oh.
8: Can I help it if I snore?
28: Yes, you can. Dr. Hersey says you snore because you have a long pedicle and it dangles on your esophagus. What
2: a... He says he can cure it in
28: his office with a very simple operation. Why don't you let him fix it?
8: I'll go down there when I get
28: back. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. Go on, get up and let Dr. Hersey pull out your pedicle. <laughs> it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm not going to let
8: that horse doctor chop on my pedicle.
28: Oh, I bet you'd do it quick enough if Gloria Goosby asked you, you to. I not to start with Gloria Goosby. If you were married to her, she'd scream so loud you'd give up in a hurry. She only screams and I never give up. What? I
8: am not to with Gloria Goosby, and I left her heart when Leo would drop down. What have you got against Leo? Nothing. I'm so exhausted. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Please,
28: Blanche, can't you understand? I've got to be
8: in shape for my trip in the morning.
28: Well, All right. <laughs> Have you got your plane ticket?
8: No, I didn't have time to pick it up. I'll get it at the airport. What are you gonna do for money? I've got enough. There's plenty in the sugar bowl.
28: There's nothing in the sugar bowl.
8: There is too I looked last night.
28: Well, you didn't look tonight.
8: <laughs> to get up and look. Blanche. You didn't.
28: Didn't I? <laughs> You wouldn't. You don't it. really have to make this trip, John. And I was just thinking. The
8: money plans. If... Yes, well,
28: I have an opportunity to get a sweet little hat. You can wear it with the brim up, or you can turn it down. It's fifty dollars. Turn
8: it down. Well, I was thinking. Just stop thinking so much. Where is my plane ticket?
28: I haven't got it, John. What?
8: what? Oh, Blanche, don't tell me you spent it on something
28: foolish. No, I gave it to a bookbinder. A bookbinder? What do we
8: need with a bookbinder? Our book is in hurricane condition. Not that
28: kind of a bookbinder. This man goes to the racetrack. He's a trout.
8: Trout? Racetrack? Oh, Blanche, did you make that money
28: with a bookmaker? I was doing it for you, John. I wanted to make enough money so you could buy me a new fur coat for my birthday.
8: Doing it for me? How can you squander my money like that? I deny myself everything. I've been sewing collars on your old bloomers and for 30 I don't even drink my bourbon anymore. I just chew on the cork and hit myself over the head with a bottle. I didn't spend a penny on myself. You
28: bought a tie pin last week. It wasn't a tie
8: pin. It was a hypodermic needle. I've been selling my blood. You listen to me, Blanche. Things are going to be different around here. From now on, I am going to spend the money and you can do the working. What? I'm going to blow every penny on myself. <laughs> <laughs> New pants with zippers instead of paper clips. Ah! real face lotion instead of a spray. Ah! I'm even going to buy three
28: silver faucets
8: for the bathtub. Three faucets? i cold and bourbon. Ah! And if you want to bet on the races, I'll give you something to bet on. You're going to buy me a racehorse.
28: John, you're all of your mind. I can't get you a racehorse. Yes, you
8: can. sell them at the racetrack. Do you hear me? All
28: right, I'll go in the morning.
8: You say it,
28: So unhappy in all my life to think I had to meet a man with such an awful disposition. I wish I had known that you were such a terrible, low-down character before I married you.
8: Go on, you
23: knew it, and so sort did of everybody else.
2: Uh, how
28: any man could have such a savage temper. Believe me, John and I'd pack up and go home to my mother if it wasn't for one thing. What's that? My mother packed up and went home to her mother.
8: Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Blanche, do you think I enjoy sitting up all night fighting like this? Have you ever asked yourself the reason why we argue so much?
28: I can't understand it. Well, just think for
8: a minute. Why is it that an easy going fella, a guy who would run a mile to avoid a fight, (laughs) I turn into a demon every night of my life?
28: You've got me, John.
8: That's the reason.
15: One foot in the grave and one on the gas, hi! Well I'm blocking traffic, they can't pass, no! So I made a quick, illegal turn and I left out My friends are barely alive. I take these pills just to survive. I, I can't. I'm sorry.
29: moment in time that I believe that we completely lost our minds occurred in January of 1998. I was watching CNN when it occurred. It was 9 o'clock in the morning and they announced that the President of the United States may or may not have had oral sex with a 21-year-old in the White House and that that, and now I'm quoting, wasn't the bad
15: news. (laughs)
29: And I hadn't hadn't had coffee, but I thought, that's pretty bad news. How could that not be bad news? How could that not be bad news? What else did he do? Did he break into the zoo and blow an elephant? (laughs) And they said, no. The president may have made the young girl lie. Oh, how horrible. Made her lie? That's still not the bad news, you idiots, because in order to make her life first, he would have had to take his out of her mouth. (laughs) And the next day, and this is how I know we completely snapped, a discussion began that was so psychotic in nature, I could not believe it. And it went on for months. And the discussion was, is oral sex adultery? And I thought, when did that go up for grabs? (laughs) How did I miss that? God, where was I when the principal said it's Friday and we'll be having fish sticks? And with the weekend coming, remember guys, blowjobs don't count. <laughs> oral sex has to be adultery or I spent a lot of money in therapy for nothing. Is oral sex adultery? Yes! That's the end of the fucking argument. There's nothing to discuss. If curling is an Olympic sport... <laughs> then oral sex is adultery. And oral sex should be an Olympic sport. I would like to see that. Ice skating, then blowjobs. I certainly would stay through whatever commercials they had. I think oral sex should be an Olympic sport because it's harder than curling ever has been. And if you're any good at it, you deserve a medal. Everybody in this country wanted Bill Clinton punished on one level or another. Nobody really wanted him impeached, but they wanted him punished. And so they turned to the Republican Party and they said, come on, get the little prick. And so the Republicans took out their rifles, got them in their sights, then turned the rifles around and went, Bam! You want to learn one thing from this whole fiasco? If you're going to hire a lawyer to nail somebody, you don't hire somebody like Ken Starr. If you want to get somebody who's an asshole, you don't hire a bigger asshole. Because then the bigger asshole makes the asshole look like it's just a rectum. The way in which the Republicans and Ken Starr decided that the president could be nailed would be by showing his videotaped testimony on television three and a half hours i watched it because i'm a fucking idiot if you didn't watch it you didn't miss anything about 20 minutes into it i had a fork and i was trying to puncture my own eardrum He's going shut up shut up you can be the president just shut up he began his testimony by saying to the prosecutors can you define for me what you mean by the word alone I thought, this is going to be one long f***ing day. He doesn't know what the word alone means. He's got to know what the word alone means. If he doesn't know what the word alone means, that means he thinks those voices in his head are other people. And then I flipped to the other channel. At the UN, he hadn't even spoken. He was just standing in front of him. They were giving him a standing ovation. They were screaming, you got a blowjob, you got a blowjob. I wish we could have gotten a blowjob. And then I flipped back and he said to the prosecutor, can you define for me what you mean by the word is? And the prosecutor said, jizz? And he said, no, is. And I said, you know what the word is means. That's the first verb you learn in any language. It's the verb to be. It's the verb of existence. It's why you went out to get your winky wet. And then I flipped, and they were screaming at, at the U.N., we want cigars. Get us cigars. And then I flipped back, and he said, well, I wasn't really a screwing her, your honor, because you see, if you put a prophylactic on your finger, you put the finger in your ear. I ain't fucking my ear, am I? And I kept going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and just... Before I passed out, I thought if it weren't for my horse, I wouldn't have spent that year in college. I actually thought that he should never have been the president. It never made any sense to me because he was running to be the president. Initially, he said something that was so astonishing, I could not believe it. He said, over a hundred times he said this. He said, one of the great accomplishments while I was the governor of Arkansas was to take my state in education from 50th to 49th. And I thought, you know, Bill, you should probably keep that a secret. (laughs) Do you have any idea how shitty your school system's got to be to be 50th? Three years ago, Alabama was 47th, and the people of Alabama were so upset they sued the state. That means the people of Alabama sued themselves. They said, I'm taking your ass to court. I'm going to get me a lawyer, and I'm going to squeeze your nuts, Bubba. You'll never have another proper dental plan again. Seventy. Seventy percent of the schools in Alabama did not have microscopes. Seventy percent. So you know what they do? They show the kids a picture of a microscope. <laughs> if your school doesn't have the common sense to have a fucking bake sale and buy a couple of them, <laughs> then don't have a school. Just wake the kids up and show them a picture of a school. <laughs> and then you can take the kids to Denny's and they can memorize what's on the Grand f- Slam. Unbelievable. If you're 50th in education and 70% of the schools in Alabama don't have microscopes and they're 47th, what is your curriculum? That means they got to be taking the kids, they got to be taking them to school, they feed them cocoa puffs for two hours, then they open the door to the school and they let the kids run and run, and whoever hits the most trees gets an A. Oh, look, Johnny poked his eye out on a roll. You're going to have to bring it in. We need proof. Why would you say that? Why would you say my school system is truly off this shitty, shitty, shitty? But now we are proud to tell you it's stinky, is smelly. We can almost get near them. How do you take a school system from 50th to 49th? What's the miracle? Pencils? Uh, no, Johnny, you won't have to write in the dirt with that stick anymore. If you come back to school, we found paper! I actually have a theory. A lot of people don't like it. I think they shot some dumb kids. They didn't kill him, they just nicked him in the arm. So they go home and say, No, Paul, I don't think they like us here in Arkansas. Can we move to Alabama? See, I I firmly believe after Bill Clinton, that Bill Clinton alone is reason enough not to elect anyone from Arkansas president for 100 years. (laughs) And if that is not sufficient for you, then I have something to read you. This is from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm kind of surprised that Arkansas has a newspaper. (laughs) I am. I'm shocked, because since they didn't know that you know that uh, oral sex was adultery, I thought maybe they'd get in their news while sitting around the cracker fuck barrel. <laughs> Two local men were seriously injured when their pickup truck left the road and hit a tree near Cotton Plant. That's the name of a town in Arkansas. Cotton Plant, Arkansas. If I was a child and born and raised in Cotton Plant, when I could purchase a gun, which would be at what age? Nine? I would have slept with that gun every night and had the muzzle in my mouth. <laughs> Thurston Poole, 33 of Des Ark, and Billy Ray Wallace, 38. Well, imagine that a Billy Ray was involved. <laughs> Are listed in serious condition at Baptist Medical Center. The accident occurred as the two men were returning to Des Ark after a frog-gigging trip. Frog-gigging or frog-sticking is how armed with a small pitchfork you catch frogs from the bayou bank. Frog legs make a tasty supper. So apparently when the Dow Jones went over 11,000, it had no effect on our boys. (laughs) On an overcast Sunday night, Poole's pickup truck headlights malfunctioned. The two men concluded that the headlight fuse on the older model truck had burnt out. And as a replacement fuse was not available, Wallace noticed that the 22 caliber bullet from his pistol, which I guess he was carrying, because in case you can't stick the frog, you like to blow the little f's head off. <laughs> he noticed that it fit perfectly into the fuse box next to the steering wheel column. Some of you, I can sense, can, can see what's going to unfold. Upon inserting the bullet, the headlights again began to operate, and the two men proceeded eastward toward the White River Bridge. After 20 miles and just before crossing the river, the bullet apparently overheated, <laughs> discharged, and struck Pool in the right testicle. The vehicle swerved sharply to the right, as would be expected. If you want to try that experiment at home, use a hammer. <laughs> Exiting the pavement and striking the tree. Poole suffered only minor cuts and abrasions from the accident, but will require surgery to repair the other wound. <laughs> Wallace sustained a broken clavicle and was treated and released. Thank God we weren't on the bridge when Thurston shot his nuts off, or we might have been dead, <laughs> said Wallace. I've been a trooper for ten years in this part of the world, said Deputy Snyder, but this is a first for me. I can't believe those two would admit how the accident happened. And upon being notified of the wreck, Lavinia, Poole's wife, asked how many frogs the boys had caught. (laughs) And did anyone think to get them from the truck? If that is not enough proof, I got more. (laughs) Little Rock, Arkansas. A man used a cigarette lighter to peer inside a gasoline can. (laughs) Setting off a fire that destroyed his mobile home. He was trying to determine whether there was water in the can. Wouldn't you pour some of it out and eh? I rest my case? Now, you know, even though I've enjoyed spending time with you this evening, I'm not a people person. Thank you and good night, Madison.
0: Arkansas and closing from Madison, Wisconsin that was Lewis Black we had a parody from Bob Rivers, I can't drive I'm 65 and the Bickersons round 2, John's Revenge began the last set stay tuned friends, more to come your way on the Late Late Show Ed Clayton here, thank you so much for joining us this morning and what say we take care of a little business here and get some pubic cervix announcements? Rip these off of the bathroom type dispenser roll. My friends, when it comes to their children, parents today are always up to speed on the latest safety issues. But are they focusing on the right issues? Motor vehicle crashes are a leading cause of death for children ages 1 to 13. And that fatality rate could be reduced by about half if the correct car seat were always used. Visit safecar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and WAIF Cincinnati. And Road Rage! A growing problem on our highways seems to awaken in the summertime. According to a USA Today snapshot, Road rage is most often exhibited from 4 to 6 p.m. on sunny summer Friday afternoons on urban freeways with moderate congestion. And how often have we had moderate congestion? (coughs) Excuse me. A possible solution. Try those back roads. Take the scenic route and enjoy the beautiful summer day. This message Brought to you by the Ohio Insurance Institute and WAIF. Also, friends, Sunday Evening Jazz from the Inside offers to the serious-minded listener the legacy that has provided style, passion, and finesse for decades. Listen to classic recordings, interviews, and always the eloquence of this great art form every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 hosted by John Ridley that Sunday evening jazz from the inside right here on 88.3 FM WAIF Cincinnati uh, friends stay tuned much more comedy coming your way you can always visit the website www.waifradio.org. Phone number here in the studio, area code 513-961-8900. And always remember, never forget, The Late Late Show is archived on redcircle.com. Go to shows and look up LLSEC, which stands for Late Late Show, Ed Clayton. And I can offend you all throughout the week. Stay tuned, friends. More to come your way, almost live, nearly from Hollywood and in color. In mono, we're available. Thank you.
3: And again the same old plan we both started watching the TV no possibilities of getting what I need he looked at me and he smiled said no now 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 turn around child you see we're doing it doggy style ass in the air up nice and high. That dog is a horny guy. But though she has to try. She crouched face down and crouched face down and goes again with one eye. The big brown eye, doing it doggy style. upon my secret place i rose from my knees i had fear on my face we both have different desires he likes the rangers i root for the flyers but the rangers that come from behind and the high
17: Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99, drink beer. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, beer would be it. The long-term benefits of beer have been proven by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. You are as fat as you imagined. You really do look like your driver's license picture. Do something about it no one wants to date a fat pig if inserting a seven inch ice teaspoon down your throat to induce vomiting is what it takes well then so be it do one thing every day that makes your mother ashamed don't floss wayward pieces of parsley and beef in your teeth really don't look that bad you've already had your turn at living in new york so leave now You're wasting space and breathing up all of our oxygen. Go live in Northern California, but leave before you simultaneously die in an earthquake and a gang-related shooting. Sometimes you'll be ahead, sometimes you'll be behind. Sometimes you'll be on top, sometimes you'll be on bottom. Smoke cigarettes with reckless abandon. When you're speaking through a hole in your throat, you can always sue the tobacco company and claim, I did not know it was bad for me. After all, ill-gotten gain is what it's all about. Maybe you'll marry, maybe you won't. Most likely, you'll end up divorced with a litter of children that have eight different mothers and spend the rest of your life selling rip-off Gucci bags outside port authority to pay off alimony and child support. Don't even try to dance. You're a guy for God's sake. Not even the electric slide at a wedding. Read GQ Magazine and strive to look like the guy on the cover. Undergo elective reconstructive plastic surgery, including liposuction and penis enlargement. Make fun of old people. It's fun. And understand that friends will stab you in the back for the price of an extra value meal. And that flame broiled isn't always better. Never mind. But trust me on the beer.
21: AMP3.com.
30: Silly so Wabbit. <laughs> I'm too sexy for my hat. Too sexy for my hat. What do you think about that? I'm too sexy for the Wabbit. Sexy for the Wabbit. The silly Widow Wabbit. I'm too sexy for your party, too sexy for your party. No way, I'm disco dancing. I'm Elmo Fudd, you know what I mean. And I'm too sexy for the rabbit, for the rabbit, that little asshole. I'm too sexy for the rabbit. I'm too sexy.
21: Oh, I'm a happy hippie, taking little trippy, driving on out. All right, boy,
16: pull over, boy. Oh, You're in big trouble, boy. I got you clocked doing better than 80 miles an hour, boy. Man,
25: that's impossible. I haven't even been out an hour.
16: Don't you give me none of that blabby mouth long-haired, hippie, Yankee sass, boy. Oh, Let man. me see your driver's license. Well,
2: whatever's right.
21: There you are there.
16: Don't play tomfool with me, boy. That ain't no driver's license.
21: Oh, that's the menu from Alice's restaurant. Whip right.
16: out that real driver's license here. You have been in trouble the law, boy.
22: Well, I was busted once, You but was what? It. I was busted. I was incarcerated.
16: Don't lay none of that Yankee trap. I was trap. arrested, man. Went, all right, now we're getting somewhere. But it was a bum rap, It was. Guy. Yeah, they all say that, bum rap. What, what, what was it, boy?
22: Some cat from the CIA planted some grass on me, man. I didn't even know I was carrying it around.
16: Now we're getting somewhere. How much did they find on you, boy?
22: 300 pounds.
16: <laughs> you, you, you trying to tell me that you going around... Carrying 300 pounds of hay And you didn't know you got it on your boy Grass,
25: man, grass
16: Well, whatever Yeah, well, man When you find all that junk on your boy I hope you turn yourself in
25: Yeah, well,
21: you're close Uh...
16: you you making fun of me, boy (laughs) That's some kind of inside hippie joke
21: No, man Hey, I found my license, man It was freaking out behind my Timothy Leary trip of the month card Uh, The who card, boy? Timothy Leary, ain't you ever heard of him? No, what's he? He's our ambassador To where? Where do you want to go?
16: I don't know I don't know, but I know where you're going, boy And ain't gonna take you long to get there, neither How long? That like that
25: Dynamite, lay some on me I'm
16: calling in, I'm calling You stay right there, what's your name, boy?
25: Nine, Claude Nine
16: You just stay right where you are What you doing down this part of the country, anyway, boy?
21: Oh, uh, man, I'm just down here looking for my head
16: you think you're head down this part of the country?
29: Well, it might be. You never you can tell. You keep
16: being blabby mouth and sassy with me. It's going to be here when you leave, too. You just sit right there, boy. Oh, man. Car. Car Tom. Oh, yeah, hello. Yeah, careful. Yeah, yeah, I found me one of them long-haired, blabby mouth sassy, Yankee hippies out here. Yeah, Yes, eyes all glazed over, running around, playing tom fool, looking for his head. No. No, there ain't been no accident.
2: Yeah.
16: No. No, he crazy, all right. Name it nine. Cloud Nine. Cloud, man. Hush up, flabby Yankee mouth, boy. Uh, yeah. I'm talking to the judge. The judge don't cotton no Yankee hippies. Oh, yeah. Well, hold it, Judge. I got him red-handed, I believe, here. Let, let me ch- uh, check out the evidence and wrap this thing up. What you smoking there, boy? Give me that thing, boy. Can you dig it? Yeah. Take you later, Judge. <coughs> right on, boy. Got <laughs> careful now, you hear?
25: I'm the cop in a little bit of town and I don't get much pay. Oh, but I caught 17 out-of-state cars and four of my friends today Yeah, I let the hometown boys go home They paid five dollars bail Oh, but all the drivers in the out-of-state cars had to go to jail Well, they hollered and they moaned and they cried and they groaned They all swore that they'd sue But the judge was high, and so was I, and we needed the money, too. Yeah, the judge and me got a deal, you see, we split the money fair. Sip 30% to the county seat to keep the law out of our hair. And old Charlie's working out real good down at the corner store where the red light is. He sees them out-of-state plates two blocks away. And when they get right up on top of that green light, old Charlie pushes that secret button underneath the corner drugstore counter. That yellow light only lasts for a tenth of a second. Either count or be about 40 a week, ain't that the living in? If it wasn't for them tourists in the out-of-state cars, I'd have no loot to spend. But the way it stands this year so far, I've made a hundred pounds. For a high school dropout, I'm doing fine. i make more than the president now. Of course, he's honest. So if you're driving down the road and flashing lights, you see. If they're on top of a red Rolls Royce, you can bet your boots it's me. Cause I'm the cop in a little bitty town, and I'd sure like to see all you drivers in the out of state cars try to get by me.
22: Chester Baker was a total rounder. He was a four-fisted drinker, he was a carouser, he was a womanizer and Chester was also the favorites, all us kids, cause he was an old time, true swamper. He made a peach brandy that went down like a mother's milk and then blew the seat right out of your drawers. It was, it was unreal. Chester, Chester lived alone for most of his years out in the swamp. He was out there fishing and hunting and trapping and making that whiskey and selling them skins and guiding tourists. Nobody really knew it, but Chester was buying a little bit of land every now and then as we went along. And it wasn't too long, too many years, before Chester had him two sections of land right on the edge of the swamp. What Most of us, or a lot of us, suspected that there were more than a few youngsters around Long County that looked an awful lot like Chester Baker and that could have been true because chester was a big handsome man he was about six foot five and he weighed about 250 pounds and he was just about as soft as a cypress 12 by 12. and it was known that chester liked to love of the ladies well in 1945 when chester baker was 72 years old he took himself a bride esther murrow had just celebrated her 50th birthday and she had set her hat for Chester Baker and had very quietly chased after him for about 15 years. And the whole county was just delighted when Chester let the fence wire down and got himself married. Now, Miss Esther was a pillar of local society. She was in the garden club, and Miss Esther was one of the primest and most properest ladies in all of Long County, Georgia. And Miss Esther and Chester got married on a Saturday afternoon, and it was a wonderful affair. They just invited the whole area just made it public. And the ladies coming and they bringing armloads of food and gifts and the men came and got squashed on that old popsicle whiskey that Chester made and it was a glorious day. Kids was running and playing and having a wonderful time. 72-year-old Chester Baker and his new bride, 50-year-old Mrs. Chester Esther Baker. Well, as ladies are kind of prone to do, Miss Esther just took over. She started changing that house that Chester had built like you wouldn't believe. Up to now, Chester had lived a good life. He had him a pack of dogs and a couple of cows and had his still and his little greenhouse, and everything was wonderful. But now, things were changing. Miss Esther had some new lamps installed, even got herself a telephone. Chester went out and bought a, a propane gas stove to take the place of that old wood burner he'd had all them years. Bought himself a new pickup truck. And as far as we knew, they were the happiest, happiest couple in all of Long County, Georgia. One Friday afternoon, there's about 12, 14 of us standing out in the driveway of the Rainbow Garage filling station and grocery store. And somebody hollered, Lord, looky yonder. And We all run out to the road and here come that new Ford pickup truck, just fish tailing it right down the road. Gravel was slinging out all over the place, dust of boiling up. That thing come flying into the driveway, knocked down a 10-foot section of Mr. Bass's whitewash fence, bounced off that pump, it didn't work, and here come Miss Esther just boiling out of that truck. She clamped her hand on her hat and grabbed her purse and went storming in that store. And Miss Esther was not a lady to use strong language. And you could have knocked us all over with a dry brush broom when we heard, Damn you! Damn you, Bass Ferguson, get out of the way and give me that telephone. And she snatched up that phone and she said, Martha Grimes, damn you, give me that number of mine. Now, you ring 230 right now. And there was a little pause and we heard, Chester, Chester Baker, damn you, you rotten old man, you filthy old billy goat, you worthless hunk of trash. I just come from Doc Silver over in, over in Dr. I told you to be careful, Chester. I told you. I warned you, but oh no, no, you know all the answers. And Doc Silver just went over me with a curry comb, you worthless old goat, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and 72-year-old Chester Baker said into that telephone, who is this? <laughs>
26: I took a ride on the bus the other day, it was and a it convinced me once and for all that there is a school for bus drivers, <laughs> because they couldn't innately know what they do. They would have to go to school to learn some of these things, and I would like to take you out of that school. Uh, as we enter the school, there's a course going on in which they present the bus drivers with actual situations they'll encounter while driving their buses to find out how they react to it. And as we enter the course, we find uh, the instructor talking to the student bus drivers. Uh, you men have now completed what's known as the basic course in bus driving. In this course, you're going to be presented with actual situations you'll encounter while driving the buses. And it's primarily designed to find out whether you're just going to be, uh, well, good bus drivers or possibly one of the great all-time bus drivers. <laughs> Bus drivers like uh, the legendary Larry Strickland, uh, probably the greatest bus driver of the 1930s and possibly of all time, Neil Norlag. <laughs> uh, I'd like to take one of the students. Uh, Johnson, you want to get in the bus? Uh, and oh, uh, Mrs. Selkirk, you want to get back to your marks back there? Uh-huh. Uh, good. Here, here's the situation, Johnson. Uh, you've just pulled into a stop you've discharged your passengers and out of the rearview mirror uh, you notice this old woman running for the bus okay you want to, you want to start running now, Mrs. Shelkirk? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see how Johnson goes about uh, handling. hold it, hold it, hold it Johnson uh, you're, you're pulling out much too fast, Johnson <laughs> see uh, she 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 gave up uh, about halfway in the block. you see uh, yeah what what you want to do is just kind of gradually ease out, you see, so uh, you're always holding out the hope they may be able to catch the bus. Oh, another thing you want to watch. a lot of these old women though they'll, they'll run at three quarter speed, you see. Then, then they'll put on a final burst and they'll catch up with the bus, so. Uh, Graham, you want to be the bus driver? Yes, yes. Mrs. Salkirk, you want to get back to your mark again? <laughs> All right, let's try it with Graham. Same situation. All right, you want to you start running again, uh, Mr. Salkirk? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see how, how, how Graham handles this situation. All right, fine, uh, uh, d- did y'all see how he slammed the door right in her face that time? Uh, that's, uh, that's known as your perfect pull-out. Uh, oh, one other thing, uh, it wasn't part of the problem, uh, but uh, I want to compliment you on it. You blocked both lanes that time pulling in. <laughs> Uh, okay, and Mrs. Selkirk, I think we'll take uh, situation 13 this time. Yeah, you want to you get in the Chevrolet? Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham, this is a situation you'll very often encounter. You'll be driving along your route, and uh, all of a sudden this car will pull in front of you, and on the back will be caution, student, driver, learning to drive, uh, something like that. Okay. All right, Mrs. Selkirk, you want to pull in front of Graham and see how he, how he goes about handling this situation? Alright, that that was fine. That was was very good. Uh, Could you all see what he did there? Uh, He gets back about 10, 15 car lengths, uh, gets it up to around 60. (laughs) Then he gets right behind her, bang, he slams on his brakes, he hits the horn at the same time. Uh, Did you all see how the car went out of control there? The, the the minute she dove for the floorboard, it just kind of swerved into the light pole over there. Okay, uh, some of you want to extricate uh, uh, Mrs. Selkirk from the car. Just uh, roll down the window and crawl right out, Mrs. Selkirk. Uh, M- Mrs. Selkirk, I think this will be the last one. You'll be the woman with the packages on this one. All right. Okay, uh, Graham, on this one, I'm going to stand behind you because uh, you can't be expected to know this. It's going to take time and a lot of practice. All right, you want to get on the bus? Mrs. Selkirk. That's all right. Fumble, fumble for your change. All right, now start heading toward the back of the bus. That's it. All right, hit your accelerator. All right, hit the brake. Hit the accelerator again. Now your brake. All right. You see how she spun all the way to the front of the bus that time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to take a little practice. A lot of times, though, grab a hold of another passenger. You may hit your brake too soon. All I can tell you is, don't get discouraged. Uh, within five, six months, you'll have all of them spinning right to the front of the bus. <laughs> Okay, now let's all get in our individual buses and uh, start practicing. And just remember, it's accelerator, brake, accelerator, brake. Okay, uh, uh, for for homework tonight, uh, we're going to mispronounce the names of streets.
0: Driver's School, comedy from Bob Newhart, Charlie Douglas with Chester Baker, Hoyt Axton, Speed Trap, Hippie and the Redneck, Hudson and Landry, I'm Too Sexy, and Drink Beer from Bob Rivers, and Doggy Style began the last set. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Late Late Show, my friends. Ed Clayton here. Wonderful to have you aboard. And uh, at the top of the hour, I need to tell you that you're in tune with what radio was meant to be. This is WAIF Cincinnati. And again, portions of this program may contain material that could be considered offensive or unsuitable for some listeners. If you are easily offended, you don't have to thank me, but it would be nice. It would show manners, breeding, and courtesy. But if you would rather not, that's fine too. You can always tune away, turn the radio off, and return to WAIF at 5 a.m. when the good pastor and sister Walker shall be along to present Open Your Bible. Stay tuned, friends. Much more to come your way, 961-8900, or go online to www.waferadio.org
7: Hi, Billy Mays here for Almighty Buddy. Just because you've gone on to the hereafter doesn't mean things don't get broken. Now you can fix it with Almighty Putty. Almighty Putty works great in nearly every afterlife. Christians, it can resurrect souls weighing up to 350 pounds. And Muslims, there's good news for your 72 virgins. New Almighty Putty can repair up to 72 broken hymens. Atheists, insist on being buried with a tube of Almighty Putty. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Whether your streets of gold have a loose brick Or your pearly gates have a broken hinge. Nothing works like Almighty Putty. You can even repair ripped angel wings. Almighty Putty can withstand winds of up to 200 miles per hour. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today, in case there's no tomorrow.
6: Hello, I'm Frank Bartles, and this here's my partner, James Brown.
14: As the weather starts getting too hot... Too hot! We hope you will reach for one of these new Bartles and James Brown wine cooler.
15: It tastes good.
14: They come in three funky flavors Gravity Grape, Crime of Passion Fruit,
15: Whoa,
14: and my personal favorite, Papaya.
9: Papaya's got a brand new Best.
6: It'll get you off faster than a big city lawyer. Whoa. And a single pack serves six to ten. Just like
31: James. (laughs) New Bartles and James Brown wine coolers. The cooler cooler.
6: Made in the cooler. Now behind bars everywhere. And uh, thank you for your support.
31: Brought to you by the American Obstetrics Association. People pulling people out of people. And by Amish Joy Candy Bars. Because sometimes you feel like a nut. And sometimes you feel like making a quilt. And by Sneeze Whiz. The all-natural snack spread wiped from the nose of the eucalyptus tree. Sneeze, whiz. It's just a chew and bon appetit. That's disgusting. Hallelujah. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes.
7: Real American Heroes.
31: Today we salute you, Mr. Really Bad Toupee wearer. Mr. Really Bad. More than any neon sign or exploding scoreboard ever could, your chrome dome cover says, Hey guys, look at me. You think it it looks natural, but it couldn't look phonier if it had a chin strap. Made of space age fibers, it can repel anything rain, wind, snow, and especially young women. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, Mr. Stud in a rug. Then crack open another for that thing on your head.
14: I don't think it's all
2: Bud
31: Light Beer, at Isaac Bush, St. Louis,
14: Missouri. Hey, Fred, where'd you get that tiny little tractor? It ain't a
9: tractor, it's a
14: Yamaha. Oh, hell, they don't make tractors, they make motorcycles. No, I it, it ain't a tractor, it's a Yamaha tri from Early Cycle Center. Well,
9: what the hell you need a little tiny tractor like that for? I said
14: it ain't a tractor, and I got it for herding my cows, working on the fences, you know, getting around on the farm. Well, you gotta pick them up, truck, for that. I know, but this here three-wheeler from Early Cycle Center uses about a tenth as much gas as that damn old truck, and it's a hell of a lot more fun, too. I can haul my fence in the on this big old damn rack on the back and with the ultra-low gear I can get up in the woods and pull them f***ing logs down the hill where the tractor won't go. No s***! Hell yeah! Sure looks like a little tiny tractor. It ain't a f***ing tractor, damn it's a Yamaha tri I think I'll get me one of them little tractors. It ain't a f***ing tractor. Look at them big damn knobby tractor
24: looking tires. You scum-sucking son of a bitch! it ain't a tractor.
13: Take a look at the
14: Yamaha TriMoto from Early Cycle Center on Route 42 south of Harrisonburg. It'll outpull, outwork, outrun, and outfuck almost anything in its class. And it's not a fucking tractor.
18: The Lumber Inn is proud to announce its semi annual 3 quarter inch screw sale. Yes, there's never been a better time to buy all the 3 quarter inch screws you need. Fishing for a great deal? Well, we're stocked to the gills with the finest selection of 3 quarter inch screws you'll find anywhere. We've got bins and bins of 3 quarter inch screws. They're coming out our ears, so listen up. We can't even hear any reasonable offer, so we can't refuse any reasonable offer. We're dealing, so bring a big bag and lumber in to the Lumber Inn, because all of our three-quarter inch screws are slash-priced for quick We're blowing them out. Now, these aren't just any three-quarter inch screws. These are the finest, famous maker three-quarter inch screws priced to sell fast. We can't mention brand names, because if any of the manufacturers found out about this ridiculously low, low price, boy would they be mad. But our president took one look at our overstock of three-quarter inch screws and said, dump them. So we lose, and you win at the Lumber Inn. Plus, if you're one of the first 500 customers, we'll throw a piece of wood at you absolutely free. Credit? That's never a problem at the Lumber Inn, because we don't give credit. Now, why can we our three-quarter inch screws at prices that send our accounts into civil service. Because fire struck our three-quarter inch screw warehouse. That's why, and our tragedy is your good fortune. Yes, it's May Days all year long at the Lumber Inn semi-annual three-quarter inch screw warehouse arson and presidential blue ribbon investigative committee recommendation sale. That's right, we've got Aprilitis, and it's forcing us against our will to sell three-quarter inch screws at prices that make our friendly sales staff run to the unemployment line. But not before they show you where to find the widest selection of three quarter inch screws in the entire tri-country area. But you probably won't even need to ask. They're all over the place. So remember it's the Lumber Inn Sunday and every other day of the week. Fuel injected dragsters cars and wheels standards alike can park right here because we've got acres of parking marked down for your convenience plus if you buy a whole bin full of three-quarter inch screws we'll throw the bin at you absolutely free that's the lumber Inn semi-annual three-quarter inch screw sale and pancake breakfast come on give a disadvantage get a break come on down to the lumber Inn where price never takes the back hey well here's something
19: you know that indians never eat clams <laughs> they didn't have linguini, and so what happened was that clams was allowed to grow unmolested in the coastal waters of America for millions of years and they got big and I ain't talking about clams in general I'm talking about each clam right how could you have each one generally I guess you could but it wouldn't be like a, what I mean I mean each one was a couple of million years old or older so imagine how big they could have got bigger than this whole room and when they get that big God gives them little feet so that they can walk around easier and when they get feet, they get dangerous. I'm talking about real dangerous. I ain't talking about just sitting there under the water waiting for you. I'm talking about coming after you. Imagine being on the, one of them one of them boats, you know, coming over to discover America, like Columbus or something, standing there at night, on watch. Everybody else is drunk or asleep you're watching for America. And the boat's going up and down. And you don't like it anyhow. Because you don't know where this Columbus dude knows where he's going or what. And you got to stand there and watch for what. Only he knows. And he ain't watching. You hear the waves laughing against the side of the ship. The moon's going behind the cloud. You hear the pitter-patter of little footprints on deck. Is that you, kids? It ain't. <laughs> My God. It's a humongous, giant clam. Imagine them little feet coming on deck. A clam twice the size of a ship. Feet First you're standing there shivering with fear you grab one of these, this is a belaying pin, they used to have these stuck in holes all around the ship probably didn't know what this is for, you probably had an idea but you're wrong (laughs) they used to have these stuck in the holes all along the sides of the ship everywhere you wouldn't know what this is for unless you was that guy that night I mean you grab this out the hole and you run on over there Bam, bam, on them little feet. <laughs> back into the ocean, go hurt, but not defeated. Jemong, this giant clam ready to strike again when the opportunity was better. <laughs> you know that not even the coastal villages were safe from them big clams. You know them clams had a, them big clams had an inland range of about 15 miles. <laughs> Think of that. I mean, the early pioneers and the settlers, they built little houses all up and down the coast, you know. Little inland stuff like that. And they didn't have houses like what we got now with bathrooms and stuff. They built little privies out back. And late at night, maybe a kid would have to go. And he'd go stomping out there in the moonlight. And all they'd hear for miles around would be one big... One less kid for America, and one more smiling, smirking, full, humongous, giant clan. So, Americans built forts. You've seen them forts. You know, you have pictures of them forts with the wooden points all around. You probably thought them points was for Indians. But that's stupid. Because Indians knew about doors. (laughs) But clams didn't. See, even if a clam knew about a door, so what? A clam couldn't fit in a door. I mean, he'd come stomping up to a fort at night, put them feet on them points, and jump back, crying tears coming out of them everywhere. But Americans couldn't live in forts forever. I mean, couldn't just build one big fort all around America. How would you go to the beach? <laughs> so, what they did was they formed groups of people. I mean, they had people all up and down the coast form these little alliances. Like up north, it was called the Clamshell Alliance, and farther down south, it's called the Catfish Alliance. They had these alliances all the way up and down the coast defending themselves against these threatening monsters. These humongous, giant clams. And they'd go out there. If there was maybe 15 of them, they'd be singing songs in 15-part harmony. And when one part disappeared, that's where they knew the clam would be. (laughs) Which is why Americans only sing in four-part harmony to this very day. That proved to be too dangerous. See, what they did was they'd be singing these songs called Clam Shanties. And they'd have these big spears called clampoons. <laughs> and they'd be walking up and down the beach. And what the method they eventually devised were, they'd have this guy, the most strongest, heavy-duty, true blue American, courageous type dude they could find. And they'd have him out there walking up and down the beach all by himself with 14 other chicken dudes hiding behind the sand dunes somewhere. He'd be singing the verses. They'd be singing the chorus. And clams would hear him. And clams hate music. So clams would come out the water. And they'd come after this one guy. And all you'd see pretty soon was flying all over the sand, flying up and down the beach. Man, man, clam, clam, man, man, clam, man, clam, clam, man, up and down the beach, going this
15: way, that way, up
29: the hills, and then water
15: out the water, behind
19: the
29: trees, everywhere. Finally,
15: the man would jump over a big
29: sand dune, roll over
15: the side, and the clam would come over the dune. Oh, and the whole 14 guys would come out there and stab the shit at him with their clampoons.
14: <laughs> That's the way it was.
19: was one way to deal with them. The other way was to weld two clams together.
2: <laughs> I don't
12: believe
19: it. <laughs> I'm losing it. Hey,
5: what can you do? <laughs>
19: Another night shot to hell. Oh, what are you going to do? Hey, this was serious back then. This was very serious. I mean, these songs now are just piddly folk songs, but back then these songs was controversial. These are radical, almost revolutionary songs because times was different and clams was a threat to America. That's right. So we want to sing this song tonight about the one last... I mean, this guy is one of these... See, what they did was, there was one man. He was one of these men. His name will always be remembered. His name was Reuben Clamso. And he was one of the last great clam men there ever was. He stuck the last clam stab, the last clam phone, into the last clam that was ever seen on this continent. No one would be out of work in an hour. He did it anyway, so that you and me could go to the beach in relative safety. That's right. Made America safe. For the likes of you and me. And so he sing this song in his memory. He went into whaling like most of those guys did. Then he got out of that when he died. (laughs) Uh, You know, clams is much more dangerous than whales. Clams can run in the water, on the water, or on the ground. And they're so big sometimes that they could jump. And they can spread their kind of shells and... Kinda of almost fly like a one of those flying squirrels <laughs> It's true. <laughs> you could be standing there thinking you're perfectly safe, and all of a sudden, what <laughs>
4: It's true
19: <laughs> and so here's this is the song. Of this guy by the name of Reuben Clamzo and what the song takes place right after he stabbed his clam. And the clam is going through his kind of death dance <laughs> over in the side somewhere. And uh Reuben goes into that's the song starts there and he goes into wail and takes <laughs> you through the next I sing the part of the guy on the beach by himself.
30: I go like this. Oh, pull out a ribbon, clams-o.
19: And you go, clams-o, boys, clams-o. That's the part of the 14 chicken dudes over on the side. (laughs) Just clams-o, boys, clams-o. That's what they used to sing. They'd be calling these clams out of the water by taunting them, making fun of them, you know.
25: Clams on boys, clams on.
19: Clams would get real mad come out.
2: <laughs>
19: That's true. Okay, here we go. I want you to sing it in case you ever have an occasion to join such an alliance. You know, some of these alliances are still around. Still defending America against things like them clams. And if you ever wants to join one, now you have some historic background. So you know where these guys are coming from. It's not just some 60s movement or something. I mean, these things go back a long time. That's right. So here we are. Clams, oh, boys, clams, oh. It's the hardest thing you'll have to do all night. <clears throat> clams, oh boys, clams, oh. Let's do it again. I'll sing my part, and I'll sing your part, so that you know that it's your part. Oh, poor old ribbon, clams-o. clams-o, clams-o boys, clams That's great. Now we go to the hard parts. So pay attention. I go like this. Oh, pull, pull old ribbon, clamso. And you go. clams me boys, clams Notice the distinction you're going to have to make now between the first and easy clams boys clams and then the more complicated Clamzo me boys Clams-o. <laughs> it's hard to sing folk songs. I mean, you just walk into a place somewhere, lights shining on your microphone, all kinds of stuff around, plugged in, out everything but the one thing that's not there is the realness of what it must have been like to sing these songs 200 years ago today I mean being out there on the beach with the fear of the clam in your heart that's how these songs were sung and so we provide a little bit of atmosphere so if you half closed your eyes you could almost imagine yourself out there on the beach right now Singing this song with fear in your heart, but calling that clam out.
15: You chicken clam!
19: <laughs> Stay serious. Folk songs are serious. That's what Pete Seeger told me. <clears throat> Carlo. Uh, (laughs) I only want to tell you one thing. Folk songs are serious. I I said, right. So here we go. Let's do it in C. Bring it up to C, the plant. Bring it down there. That what's that? B? Let's do it in B. B for boy. That's a big clam. <laughs> Let's do it in G. For G. I hope that big clam don't see me. Let's do it in F. For He sees me. (laughs) Let's do it back in A.
1: For A. A
19: A plan is coming. To get the song done quick. <clears throat> mm. Clams Clamzo boys, clams clams me boys, clams Just keep doing that. <laughs> Story of Reuben Clams and his strange daughter in the Q V. <laughs> oh,
30: poor old Reuben Clams oh boys, clams Oh, poor old Reuben Clams oh me boys, Oh, Reuben was no sailor. Clams oh boys, clams oh. So we ship him on a way, lair Clams oh me boys, clams oh. Because he was no beauty Clams oh boys, clams oh. He would not do his duty Clams oh me boys, clams oh. Because he was so dirty Clams oh boys, clams oh. We gave him five and thirty Clams on me, boys, Clams on! Oh, Reuben, Clams daughter! Clams on, boys, Clams on! She begged your dad by mercy! Clams on me, boys, Clams on! She bring him wine and water! Clams on, boys, Clams And a bit more than she ought to! Clams on me, boys, Clams on! Well, he got his seaman's papers! Clams on, boys, Clams on! He's a terror to the whalers! Clams, on oh, me boys, clams, oh. And these sails where the whale blow Clams, oh boys, clams, oh There's the hardest bastard on the go Clams, on oh, me boys, clams, oh. oh poor old Reuben, clams, oh Clams, oh boys, clams, oh, clams, oh, boys, clams, oh. oh poor old Reuben, clams, oh Clams, on oh,
2: me boys, clams
10: this
12: Diamond? Yeah. Diamond, are you the fella that's in charge of that uh, rock and roll thing? Is a band that Chris Dwarts?
11: <laughs> yes, sir.
12: Listen, I you the feller I need to get a hold of. <laughs> All right. What's the so funny?
11: Uh, well, I'm not used to your way of talking out here. I don't... dude. Huh? dude people, people, don't, people don't call each other fellers out here. They call each other dudes.
12: I don't know what you're talking about, but you sound like you're about to smart-mouth me. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. well... I'm just trying to get some information about a Chris Dwartz. He's a rock and roll fella who played at, at, at the Canes Ballroom in Tulsa. Yes, sir. Back on New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. And you are in charge of that? Yes, sir. You're the feller that's getting ready to get his ass whooped then. <laughs> Who is this? Or maybe use the dude that's getting ready to get his ass. Well, maybe that'll make more sense to you. Listen, my name is Roy Mercer. My stepdaughter, Latisha, went down there to that New Year's Eve concert party they had down to the Canes.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
12: Listen, she got in with one of them fellas in the band. He was working with the band, schlepping that equipment around. Okay. long-haired fellas started buying her beers and such. Right. Got her drunk. Right. Took her to a hotel room. Okay. there's a bunch of other long-haired fellas there waiting on them when they got there. Yeah. She just about got herself into one of them James gangs there. Oh, Lord. Yes, sir.
11: That sounds bad.
12: Well, it is bad, and it's the reason I'm coming down there to whoop somebody's by-god ass. What's your name? Roy damn Mercer. Right. How big a boy are you? Uh, not very big. Well, then you about better quit sassing me then. Okay, Making Roy. fun of the way I by guy talk. Okay. Cause I don't put up with that. Okay, Roy. Well, what are you gonna do about it? It's what I want to know. Uh, what do I need to do about it? Well, you need to apologize to her mama, and then you need to pay for a dress that got rent.
11: Well, uh, how much was the dress?
12: It's about a hundred and twenty-five dollars down there, at Dillard's. At
11: Dillard's, huh? Yes,
12: sir. Well, I had like a little imitation cheetah fur collar around her neck. Yeah. I'm not uh, prepared to do that, Roy. Well, then you're going to get your ass whooped then. Uh, How'd I get to where you're at? Because I don't know how to get there. Well, now, why would I tell you how to get where I'm at to kick my ass? Well, because it's going to be that much worse when I get down there if you don't cooperate <laughs> with me.
11: <laughs> Listen, Roy, are you being serious right now or are you kidding
12: around? I'm about as serious as I can get. My daughter's down there in a compromised situation she's got herself got drunk down there from one of y'all's band boys. Mm-hmm. We don't put up with that kind of crap out here. Well, I grew up in Norman, Oklahoma. Right? Well, by God, didn't you know what it's like to get a lung knock loose then? Yeah, I do, actually. Well, you, you better get ready to remember it, because that's what's getting ready to happen to you.
11: Well, listen, Roy, uh, you probably should talk to the manager of the band.
12: I thought that's who you was. He's yeah. in charge of them fellas that dwarfs and them, and them long-haired boys in his band. Right, no. I'm, I haul these guitars around and such. My only job is to. Your put, job is to take care of this to get your ass whooped Yeah.
11: See, that's not really legal of you to call somebody up on the phone and say that. Kind
12: I of don't stuff. give a rat's ass what's legal. Yeah. It uh, don't make me nothing. What is it legal to get to some gal drunk, and take her to a hotel room, and do a James Gang on her? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, <laughs> he's backpedaling. It's gotta be Robin <laughs> Till. <laughs> yeah. Around
15: the air? Uh-huh. Uh,
2: yeah.
12: Yep. Yeah. Use use on these dudes, Airways. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. You guys had me going,
12: man. <laughs>
27: oh, Damon, we can tell, baby. Dude. Oh
11: so, like, You know, my friend the other day said, Damon, did you know gullible is not in the dictionary? And I said, Is it? It's not. So yeah.
6: Back.
20: Gonna take
15: a little break, so don't go away, for goodness' sake. We're gonna have a little smoke and powder our nose, and then we'll be back to tickle your toes. Intermission, yeah. Intermission, oh my, yeah. Intermission, yeah. Oh
0: D. By God Mercer, Roadie Rage. Before that, we heard Arlo Guthrie, who gave us the story of Reuben Clamso and his strange daughter in the key of A. Friends, so glad to have you on board the Late Late Show. Ed Clayton here. And for the final time on this program, let's take care of some pubic cervix announcements. I'll rip them off of the bathroom-type dispenser roll. My friends, Suicide is the 11th most frequent cause of death in the U.S. Someone dies from suicide every 16 minutes. Suicidal ideas and attempts to harm oneself are the result of problems that may seem like they cannot be fixed. To seek professional help, call the toll-free National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255. The lines are open 24-7. You can also visit their website at www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And the Cincinnati Drug and Poison Information Center at Cincinnati Children's Medical Center is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, to give you the information you need if a poisoning occurs. The Center's Emergency and Information Telephone Service is available around the clock to answer questions about poisonings, drug abuse, product contents, substance identification and interactions, and adverse reactions. In Cincinnati, call 513-636-5111. To be connected with a poison control center in your area, wherever you may be, call 1-800- And for the best in throwback gospel music and the teaching of God's Word, listen to Dr. Walker and Wanda Walker every Monday morning from 5 to 8 a.m. immediately following The Late Late Show over most of these stations. That's Study the Word of God from 615 to 645 AM, only on Open Your Bible, right here on your community radio station, 88.3 WAIF, Cincinnati. Stay tuned, the walkers will be along at the top of the hour.
31: Welcome to A New Way to Communicate. A new source of news, information, and computer software. Introducing American Online. Hey, with American Online, I can just point and click. Oh, wait. With American Online, you can send and receive email, even across the Internet. Hey, I've got email. Okay, I open the mailbox. No, that's not it. Maybe I... No. Damn. American Online puts you in touch with information resources
14: all across the country.
6: How do you get this thing... Open, open application
14: in use. What application? I can't even start any application. Call now for your free trial.
31: You'll get free software and 10 hours of free online time your first month, which you can spend trying to figure out how to open your email box.
15: Second timed out, what does that mean? Jesus, I hate this thing.
31: American Online. It's knowledge, it's power. It
24: sucks. Timeline at the top of the key taken by Kareem. He stops, he looks, he fakes, deeks, turns, it pumps, holds, twists. Spins, he chokes, gags,
6: bends, pukes, and oh, he's all over the court! Hey! Hi, I'm Spike, and you know when I'm driving down Route 9W on a hot summer day, me and the missus always stop at Dickens, Dickens fruit stand. They've got everything, from fruit to vegetables, homemade pies, but there is nothing like their cider. Ain't that right, honey? Uh-huh. Dick Cider. Yes, sir. Ain't. Why, even though we were late for church last Sunday, she had to have a little Dick Cider. Uh-huh. She says there ain't nothing like it. Even my minister says his wife enjoys a little dick insider now and then. Hey, why don't you bring some home in our protective plastic rib bottle? That way it'll stay fresh. Or you can let it sit a while and have some hard dick insider. <laughs> it's good at lunch, good at dinner, and there's nothing like waking up with a dick insider. Dickens Fruit Stand, just off Route 9W and Country Road 69. Open 24 hours because after a chilly summer night, I like to snuggle up in bed with a hot, thick inside. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bud
31: Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American
2: Heroes.
31: Today we salute you, Mr. Underwear Inspector Number 12. Mr. Underwear
2: Inspector Number
31: 12. Whether it be tidy Whities or banana hammocks. You're the one who makes sure our skivvies cut the mustard. You make sure the door is fastened with secure seams so that the cow doesn't get out of the barn when it shouldn't. Dedicating yourself to a craft others might poo-poo, you can pass every single man on the street and say with pride, You there, you're wearing my underpants. And no, I don't want them back. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Eagle Eyes, because we're all glad you've got your hands in our shorts. Bud Light Beer at a St. Louis, Missouri.
13: Looking for twice the savings at double the cost? Want to prevent static cling while keeping your frozen foods fresh? All of our medical staff are board certified, never heat pasteurized. Your chassis will be lubed, and you'll be back on the road in under 30 minutes, or the next pizza is free. Best of all, it contains half the calories of ordinary detergents. And it doesn't leave that waxy buildup with exquisite service and no seating charge for discount jewelry. Of course, senior citizens are half-priced before 4 p.m. Some side effects include nausea, lightheadedness, and impaired vision. Free of inks, dyes, or perfumes, and won't dry your skin like ordinary soap does. It's within driving distance and has some of the best diverse campus life out of any accredited four-year institution. All for only seven cents a minute when making out-of-state long-distance calls. Number one in its class for luxury mid-sized sedans that have four clay tennis courts, miniature golfing, a whirlpool sauna, and crispy bacon for a limited time only with the purchase of a small fries. Premier Sunday night at 10 following your local news. Void were prohibited some restrictions apply. See dealer for complete details. Not available without a prescription. Prices and participation may vary. I have no idea what we're selling either. Allow 3 to 6 weeks for delivery. Stevie Nicks, the distinctive
14: voice of Fleetwood Mac. Her style is unforgettable. Her lyrics, unintelligible.
15: Brandy, yeah.
14: Back with all your favorite hits on one big album. It's Stevie Nicks. What the hell is she saying? (laughs) Yes, all her classics are here. You'll get me, and the incomparable. Re mumbled for stereo inaudibility. This is Stevie Nicks at her most nebulous. Stevie Nicks, what the hell is she saying? Available now on Incoherent Records and Tapes.
1: Morning's here. It's time
14: to rise.
1: Wipe the sleep from your sweet eyes. And so it is we sing to you
18: Joy Gridnick here,
10: Ed is often
18: armed, dangerous, and off his medication, then, of course, I'll be out of here, and you'll be stuck with Ed,
10: Joy Gridnick on Ed's show.
6: I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now, Jack and shit, and Jack left town. <laughs>
4: I'm not the brightest crayon in the box Everyone says I'm dumber than a bag of rocks I barely even know how to put on my own pants But I'm a genius in France Genius in France Genius in France I may not be the sharpest hunger cheese, I got a negative number on my SATs, I'm not good looking, and I don't know how to dance, but never listen in spite of the evidence I am. Why do consider to be now a genius in France? Genius in France. Genius in France. People say I'm a geek, a I'm little freak, an annoying big squee with an unfortunate physique. If I was any dumber, they'd have to water me twice a week. But when the Mademoiselle see me, they all swoon and shriek. Hey! They take my mystique, they think I'm Saint-Magnifique. Hey! When I'm in Paris,
6: I'm the
2: chicest of the
4: chic. They love my body odor and my bad toupee. They love my stripy shirt and my stupid beret. And when I'm sipping on a Paris, Paris yeah, 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 the new Central, pay, yeah, yeah. it's hard to keep the fans at bay. They say, sign my poodle, see si who play Sign my poodle, see si who play <laughs> Poodle Poodle him and and Short of a casserole, a few buttons missing on my remote control. A few fries short of a happy meal. I couldn't pour water out of a booth with instructions instructions on the heel. Instructions on the heel. Instructions on the heel. But when I did move on, I did free croissants Yeah, I'm the guy every French lady wants And if you ask him why, you're bound to get this response He's a genius and fresh, genius and fresh That's right! He's a genius and fresh, genius and fresh You know it! He's a genius
1: and
4: fresh, genius and fresh, genius and fresh I'm not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree but the folks in France, they don't seem to agree. They say, bonjour, monsieur. Would you take the picture with me? I say, oui, oui. That's right. I say, oui, oui. Oui, oui. He says, oui, oui. I'm dumber than a box of hair But those Frenchies don't seem to care Don't know I'm a friend But they love me there I'm a genius in France I'm a genius in France Gonna make a big splash when I show up in Cannes Gonna make those Frenchies scream Use a man, use a man, use a man like a fine red wall I got that shit to say Like a fine red wall <laughs> I got that shit to say I'm a taco short of a combo plate But by some twist of fate all the frogs think I'm great Oh, the men all faint and the women scream They like me more than heavy cream When I'm in Versailles, I'm a popular guy My, oh, my, I'm as French as apple pie Apple pie! They think I'm awfully witty, a riot and a half When I tell a stupid joke, they laugh Ho, 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 And laugh, ho, ho, ho People and friends have lots of attitude, they're snotty and rude, they like disgusting food, but when they see me, they just come unglued, they think that I am have happening too. I'm about as sharp as a bowling ball. But they like me better than Charles de Gaulle. Andre knew it's very true. The room temperature is higher than my IQ. But they love me more than Gerard Depardieu.
23: How did this happen? I don't have a clue. I'm not the quickest tractor
4: on the farm. I don't have any skills, or grace, or charm And most people look at me Like I'm all covered with ants But I'm a genius Genius in France Genius in France Genius in France And I'm never going back I'm never going back I'm never, 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 never going back home again I'm tearing up my return flight ticket Gonna tell the folks back home where they can not stick it Cuz I'm never going back I'm never going back I'm never The girls back home never gave me a chance But I showed sure off got them frogs in some kind of trance And I'm aware that it's the most improbable circumstance But great goobly-moobly I'm a genius in France Every Frenchie that I meet Just can't wait to kiss my feet Get in line, pucker up, too sweet even more famous by the hour I'm stuffed with pastries and drunk with power Now they're putting up a statue by the Eiffel Tower A little more to the left, boys A little more to the left A little more to the left, boys A little
2: more to the left
4: biggest dork there is a lie. My mom picked out my clothes for me till I
5: was 35. And I forgot to mention, I'm not even welcome at the Star Trek convention. But the
4: Frenchies think that my poop don't stink. I'm a genius in friend Would you pass the Grey Coupon? Merci beaucoup. Well,
32: thank you all a lot. How are you? Uh, Thank you all a lot uh, for coming this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, this album is dedicated to the man who made it all possible, Alexander Graham Bell. (laughs) Alex was born in 1847. Following in his father's footsteps, a renowned therapist for the deaf, Alex (laughs) created lots of new techniques for treatment. For instance, every morning he would line up his patients and he would yell and scream at them. What's the matter, you stupid idiots? Why don't you say something? Until he turned purple. Then early one evening, he was flying his kite, and he discovered electricity. Well, this just opened whole new vistas to him. And leaving behind his practice and several very bewildered deaf people who never did know who that man was, who was always yelling and screaming at them, He worked feverishly day and night until he'd found a way to harness electricity to a distillery for schnapps. (laughs) And immediately he became locally prominent. (laughs) Then, heady with success, he went to work inventing the telephone. And aided only by his faithful assistant, Mr. Watson, the magic day did arrive. With Mr. Watson in the other room, his head bent auspiciously over the sender, alex muttered those famous words mr watson come here i want you and mr watson tears in his eyes came rushing from the other room his arms outstretched and well god only knows what happened after that Alexander Graham Bell did kick over in 1922. I, I don't know if it was Mr. Watson, the Schnapps, or just what. But he left behind him a, monopol- um, a company
2: <laughs> that has
32: changed the history of mankind forever. one ringy dingy
2: <laughs>
32: two ringy dingies a gracious good afternoon this is miss tomlin at the telephone company H- have i reached the party to whom i am speaking <laughs> mr beetle mr beetle you owe us a balance of $23.64 when may we expect payment P- pardon When what freezes over? No, no. Mr. Beadle, Mr. Beadle, you are not dealing with just anyone's fool. I am a high school graduate. Now then, when may we expect payment? Oh, Mr. Veedle, I don't see why you're kicking up such a ruckus when according to our files, your present bank balance plus stocks, securities, and other holdings amount to exactly three-pardon. Pri- pri- privileged information. Oh, Mr. Beetle. Oh, that's so cute. No, no, no. You're dealing with the telephone company. For instance, as I look through your income tax return for 19 th- Oh, Mr. Beetle. Mr. Beetle, you don't understand. We are not subject to city, state, or federal regulations. We are omnipotent. <laughs> omnipotent. That's potent with an omni in front of it. (laughs) Now then, when may we expect payment? Oh, dear me, Mr. Beadle. I'm afraid we're going to have to discontinue your outgoing service. And if we do not receive payment within 10 days, we will send a large burly serviceman to your home to rip it out of the wall. (laughs) I'd advise you to lock up the liquor. He's a mean drunk. (laughs) Now then, wouldn't you rather pay, Mr. Beadle, than lose your service and possibly the use of one eye? Oh dear me. You know, Mr. Beadle, I-, I think we can persuade you to pay after all. I want you to listen to a little recorded conversation. Can you hear that all right? That's right, it is you. D- do, you- do you recognize that other voice? <laughs> that's right and do you remember the basic content of that conversation wait a minute wait a minute i want to hear this part again oh mr beetle now mr beetle if you're interested we have 96 hours more oh i, th- I think blackmail is such an ugly word let's just call it a vicious threat well how very nice It's been a pleasure talking with you. We will await your check. And Mr. Veedle, Mr. Veedle, there's no reason on earth for you to feel personally persecuted. We we may be the only phone company in town, but we screw everybody. (laughs) A gracious good afternoon. This is Miss Tomlin of your telephone company. How may I, in all humble servitude, be of assistance? You're trying to reach your husband at his office and keep getting a busy signal. Well, perhaps he's using his instrument. An hour and a half. Well, I will check to see if there is mechanical failure. Mrs. Norman, Mrs. Norman, that phone is in usage. Your husband is making an overseas call to Korea, I believe. Oh, oh, he was stationed there during the war? Must have been lonely for you. J- just a minute, let me listen now. Um, Mr. Norman and some woman are talking about your son in Korea. Oh, excuse me, Mrs. Norman, but Bok Choi seems a strange name for a boy from Pleasantville. Oh, you say you don't have a son in Korea? Well, that's odd. Mr. Norman does. Oh, no. Oh, Mrs. Norman. Oh, Mrs. Norman, I am so sorry. Oh, I am so sorry that you had to learn it this way. But we at the phone company do like to keep families in touch. No, 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 Mrs. Norman, listen to Ernestine. Turn off the gas. I'll, I'll plug you into his line, and you can hear every word the bastard's saying. Listen. Oh. Can you hear all right? Oh, did you hear that? The things they do in Korea, you wouldn't even think of doing here. No, Mrs. Norman, I've got a great idea. It's just, no, Mrs. Norman, believe me, it's just like a man, they're all animals. Let me call up my cousin, he's a divorce lawyer. We can hook Mr. Norman before he gets off the line. Henry, this is Ernestine. I've got a live one for you. The wife, she's a wonderful woman. I've got her on hold. The husband, I'm not too sure. I think he's with the government. Seems very active in foreign relationships. I'll hook it up so you can get a voice print to use in court. Mrs. Norman, I'm back. Listen, I think we can get you the house, the car, half the business, and the kid in Korea. Now, Mrs. Norman, d- no, don't thank me, dear. Not nonsense, don't. It'll be on your next bill.
1: Before
6: you leave. Before you walk away. There's one thing I want to do.
0: Lily Tomlin from the album This Is a Recording. The Marriage Counselor, Mr. Veedle, and Alexander Graham Bell. Before that, Weird Al Yankovic, Genius in France. Well, friends, this will put the rapper on the Late Late Show for this week. It's been a large time. Ed Clayton here, I am out the door, up the road, down the street, around the corner, and by some accounts over the hill. Remember, when dawn breaks... I can fix it. If you're listening in your car, thanks for the ride. Coming up next over most of these stations, a special encore presentation of Open Your Bible. As always, friends, you're in tune with what radio was meant to be. This is WAIF Cincinnati.